Welcome to the Misha Rouser Show. I'm Misha, an organizational psychologist, and I'll be taking you down a path towards achieving professional success while still having fun. For over a decade, I have been guiding individuals and organizations through professional transitions. The goal is to help you, your business, or organization create a successful, engaging atmosphere without sacrificing a positive culture. So, let's get started. Welcome to the Misha Rouser Show, and hi, I am Misha, and again, this show is all about leadership and professional development, everything you need to know to be more confident and competent in your professional life. Again, we go over everything from communication skills, leading without authority, emotional intelligence, and so much more. And again, occasionally, I'm able to bring in some amazing guests, and I'm really excited in honor of our guest today, who is going to be James Kozis from the Leadership Challenge and his newest book, Learning Leadership. But before we jump into that, let me go over some logistics. First, to say hello, Vinny. Hi, Misha. How are you? <laughs> oh, you seem so professional. That well, was such a know, professional I, well, answer. I try to be every once in a while. <laughs> it happens. It happens. Wow. <laughs> what, do you want me to not be? Like, hey, pick my nose or something? Like, like There we go. Oh, There's the Vinny. Is that okay. the true Benny that really needs to yeah, come through? Okay, there we are. I figured. <laughs> So thank you, Vinny. Um, and again, so thanks for listening. So we are live on KKNW 1150 here in Seattle. And again, remember, all of these shows are recorded, and you can listen to those by either downloading them from iTunes or um, other podcast stations like Stitchers. Or you can go to my website to find those. And again, that website is MishaRouser.com. And again, that is spelled M-E-I-S-H-A. R-O-U-S-E-R. And while you are there, you can also, um, in addition to um, listening or finding some of the past shows, you can also, if you have any questions or any issues that you're needing some assistance with, you can reach out to me on my Contact Me page on the website and send me whatever questions or issues that you have, and I'd be happy to get back to you on those. So again, I don't want to take up too much time because I want to get straight into our guest today, and I'm so excited to have James Kuzis with us. And James, how are you? I'm terrific, Misha. How are you? And just call me Jim. Jim. Okay, excellent. Thank you. So Jim, for those of you who may not know Jim, which I'm guessing most of you do, let me give you a little background really quickly. So again, um, Jim is the co-author with Barry Posner of the Leadership Challenge, and they have a new book that recently came out called Learning Leadership. Um, so Jim is a best-selling author and award-winning speaker, and according to the Wall Street Journal, one of the 12 best executive educators in the United States. Um, currently, Jim is Dean Executive Fellow of Leadership in the Levy School of Business at Santa Clara University, and he also lectures on leadership around the world to corporations, governments, and nonprofits. Um, in 2010, Jim received the Thought Leadership Award from the Instructional Systems Association, along with other awards including um, that include the most prestigious award given by the, oh, I'm sorry, that award that he was given on the Thought Leadership Award is the most prestigious award given by the Trade Association of Training and Development Industry Providers. And in addition to this award, um, he was listed as one of HR Magazine's most influential international thinkers. He was named one of the top 100 thought leaders in trustworthy business behavior and is ranked by Leadership Excellent Magazine as number 16 on its top 
on its list of top 100 thought leaders. So in addition to all of those things, I thought this was really interesting, too, about Jim, is um, that he's been thinking about leadership ever since he was one of only a dozen Eagle Scouts to be selected to serve in John F. Kennedy's Honor Guard when Kennedy was inaugurated President of the United States. And so his Kennedy's inaugural call to action of ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country, really inspired Jim to then join the Peace Corps after school. And he taught school in Turkey for two years, which then that experience made him realize that he wanted a career that offered two things, the chance to teach and the opportunity to serve. And it was in his first job back in the U.S. where Jim trained community action agency managers that he found his calling. And then Jim has devoted his life to leadership and development ever since. Um, and I just I found that interesting, Jim, because I've been teaching your material from the Leadership Challenge for I, mean, uh, I probably a decade now. And it was interesting to hear that that kind of different side of you of what inspired you to go into leadership. Well, thank you, Misha. It was a very inspirational time in our country, and I did heed that call to action. I can still feel the minus, I think it was like minus one or two degrees in Washington, D.C. while I was standing outside, or at least it felt that way on that January day, and uh, it, it was quite an, an inspiring experience for me and for others, and uh, I've tried to live my life according to that philosophy, ask not what others can do for you, but what you can do for others. Wow, and that, that's fabulous. And obviously, through your work, you have done that. Um, again, I, you know, I've been teaching, like I said, your material from the Leadership Challenge for, well, over a decade. And one of the things that, when I always introduce it, um, most people have heard about the Leadership Challenge and have read it. But the one thing I really emphasize is, is especially in HR and organizational development or the leadership development field, I really feel that your book is kind of like the Bible of <laughs> leadership, where it's something that has stood the test of, of time. You know, even though it's now in its fifth edition and leadership has changed. Well, no, I shouldn't say that. I'm sorry. The world has changed since you guys originally wrote that. But yet your five principles in that book have stood the test of time. They are still there, even in the world that we're dealing with now. So it's just it's I, I, anyway, I'm just so that book has made such a difference in so many people's lives. And so if it's OK, I, and I do want to make sure we have time to also go into your newest book. But I was hoping to also just really quickly touch on for those people who may not have read it of what those um, five um ways of being in leadership are that were called out in the leadership challenge. Well, I'd be delighted to do that, and thank you for the opportunity to share that with uh, with our listeners. Uh, I, Barry and I, Barry Poser and I met at Santa Clara University after a rather serendipitous uh, opportunity for me to join Santa Clara University in the business school, and we found that we had a common interest in managerial values initially. And that exploration led to uh, a discovery on our part that uh, we were both intrigued by what it is that leaders do when they're at their best. And so we decided to explore that question. At the time, most people in, in, who were in business schools or in organizations in the, in the U.S. were interested in what do excellent companies do. We wanted to know what do excellent leaders do. And so we asked, we posed the question, 
to the people we started to interview, what do you do when you're at your personal best as a leader? Tell us a story about one time when you did your very best. And through a series of interviews and then uh, a series of case analyses, uh, people responding to that question, we came up with a five-factor model we call the five practices of exemplary leadership. The first of those is when you are at your best as a leader, you're modeling the way. Model the way is the first of the five practices. You are, you are clear about your values and clear about the shared values of the organization, and then you personally set an example as a leader by aligning your actions with the values. When you're at your best, you're also inspiring a shared vision. Leaders inspire a shared vision by first envisioning the future by imagining exciting and ennobling possibilities and then enlisting others in a common vision by appealing to shared aspirations. The third thing we found, Misha, is that every single case we gathered was about challenge. People do their best as leaders when they challenge the process, the third of the five practices. They search for opportunities by seizing the initiative and by looking outward for innovative ways to improve it, and they also experiment and take risks and learn from the mistakes that you inevitably make when, when you are doing something new and innovative. But you can't do it alone. One of the more important lessons we learned, and in fact, one of my favorite stories comes from a, a, a gentleman who lives in Seattle, Don Bennett. Uh, Don, at the time, lived in Seattle. I think now lives in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. But Don was the first amputee to climb Mount Rainier. And we, we, I asked him what was the most important lesson he learned from climbing that mountain, and he said, you can't do it alone. And so you have to enable others to act. You foster collaboration and strengthen individuals to do their best. And lastly, because it's difficult to do, to sustain these kinds of extraordinary accomplishments, leaders have to uh, encourage the heart, recognize individuals for their for their accomplishments, and also celebrate the team and its consistency with the vision and values of the organization. So those are the five practices that came out of our research. Nice, and you know, when I going back to when I was saying that the leadership challenge is kind of like the the Bible for the organizational development field and for the leadership development field, because really, any leadership book that you see out there usually is talking about one or more of these practices. And so that's why I feel that this book, for any of you out there who haven't by chance read it, and, and by the way, the, the entire book is like one big quote. It's just every, you can just open it to any page and get inspired. And so it really is a wonderful book on, you know, how can you really step into your leadership abilities? Um, okay, so Jim, real quick, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, then I would love to hear about your newer, your, your newest book and what even in, um, inspired you to write that. So again, we will be right back after this break and you're listening to the Misha Rouser Show. Dynamic careers in organizations require dynamic thinking. 
Success is measured in terms of positive, productive, meaningful workplaces. Misha Rouser, master coach, organizational psychologist, and successful entrepreneur, has helped thousands become more confident in their leadership and professional abilities. Misha's years of research and private practice have given her the tools to help you or your organization improve performance. Log on now to learn more about coaching, consulting, or training with Misha Rouser at MishaRouser.com. That's M-E-I-S-H-A-R-O-U-S-E-R.com. Hello, my name is Marie Manucheri. I'm an energy intuitive author and host of Where Energy and Medicine Meet. During the show, I answer callers' questions, intuitively, of course, and provide invaluable guidance. I also interview others who I believe are on the leading edge of thought. Tune in on Thursday mornings at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on 1150 a.m. in Seattle or live wherever you are at energyintuitive.com. So effective leadership isn't something that just happens. It takes time and effort. Misha Rouser, master coach, organizational psychologist, and successful entrepreneur, has developed a concentrated series of courses to help you become your best as a leader and professional. Explore your leadership style, become a communications master, and learn to plan strategically in order to make better decisions. You'll learn emotional intelligence, team building, change management, and other skills for personal success, such as conflict resolution. There's a great leader inside you to be unlocked. Make the commitment to become a well-rounded, intelligent leader. Show the world around you that you are ready to lead. Log on to MishaRouser.com. That's MishaRouser.com to learn more. It's the Leadership Development Series. Your first step toward professional excellence begins at MishaRouser.com. Easy on the ears, good for the soul. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to the Misha Rouser Show. And again, today I'm so excited and honored to have Jim Kuzis from the Leadership Challenge and Learning Leadership, his two, his most recent book that he authored, on the show with me today. And so, yeah, so Jim, so I'm curious about you. What inspired you to to write the Learning Leadership book? Well, as we were talking, Misha, about what leaders do when they're at their best, uh, and we shared, we, we talked about the mod, the five practices model. One of the things that people kept asking us, in fact, if, Misha, if I were to ask you, what's the most common question that you, you would think Barry and I get when we speak about leadership or do classes? What would you, what would would I, you say intuitively is the most I, frequent question we get asked? Yeah, you know, because I'm, I'm guessing that it's, are leaders born or are they made? Yeah, you're absolutely Woo! right. Do I get a winner? Winner, winner, chicken dinner. I'm sorry. Benny didn't. I thought he was going to do a nice little clap or something for me. but You just did not. it for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so we, we, we hear that. We heard that so often that we, we, we stopped and asked ourselves, so what, what's behind this question? Why are, why are people asking this question? What is it about leadership? Because we never got a question that says, well, are managers born or made? Nobody ever asked that question. So there's an assumption that you can train managers, but leaders seems there's something different, something unique, special about it. People assume perhaps that not everybody can learn it. So we want to explore this question. And, and
we began to explore the question and, and we took a look initially at our data, as we have three million people in our database, three million leaders and constituents in our database, and we wanted to take a look at the data. What does the data tell us? And so if I were to, to ask you another question, Misha, what, what percentage of, of people of these three million have absolutely zero leadership capability? What would you say? I would, to make sure I'm answering it right, I would say they all have leadership ability. So I would say, so I might, I'm turning it around a little bit just to make sure I get it right. But I would think, I, I believe everybody is, is capable of being a leader. Right, so the positive answer is that everybody does, and in fact, that's very close to the truth. The number is 99.99987%. So the whole question is that, well, as our leaders born or made, well, I've never met a leader who was not born. So we're, we're all born. We're all born. That's not the, really the important question. It's what you do with what you have. Between the time you're born and the time you die, that's the most important question. What, what am I going to do with what I have? And most of us have the capacity. There are only 0.00013% of people who lack leadership ability. That is, they show no, no capacity. Now, in a 100-person organization, that number is zero. In a 1,000-person organization, that number is zero. In a 10,000-person organization, that's zero. In a 100,000-person organization, that's still zero. It takes a million people to find one who has no capability to lead whatsoever. And so the, the whole, there's a whole mythology about leadership that has to do with special qualities, special abilities, special traits, but in fact, the data does not suggest that. So what's inhibiting us from learning to lead? And that's the question we wanted to answer. And on the positive side, what can we do as individuals to help ourselves and what can organizations and leaders in organizations help others to do to grow their leadership capability? Excellent. And so what were the five learning lessons? The, the key lessons that came out of this exploration, first of all, uh, you have to believe that you can lead. If you don't believe that you can lead, then you can't because you won't put any effort into learning. Uh, the second is you have to aspire to excel. Now, we were probably most of us who uh, are on this call, uh, on, on this show today, have been watching the Olympics at one time or another over the last couple of weeks. Those individuals who competed in the Olympics had an aspiration to be the best that they could be at their sport. The same is true for those who become exemplary leaders. They have an aspiration to be the very best they can be. You have to challenge yourself because that's where the learning is. You have to engage in things you don't know how to do, not just improve on your strength. You have to engage in things that you may not be very good at, but you know that if you do them better, you'll be more uh, exemplary as a leader. You have to engage support. That is, you have to surround yourself with a team of people who can help you grow and develop. Again, going back to the Olympics, if you take a look at those athletes, they all had coaches. They had supportive families. They were there in the stands cheering them along as they were running their races or swimming their laps or, or uh, jumping or doing uh, whatever they were doing in, in running the decathlon and the marathon. There were, there were people there cheering them along. There were people who coached them along the way. The same is true for leadership and Lastly, you have to practice deliberately. You have to put a lot of energy and effort into becoming better than you are. And if 
you do all those five things, I guarantee you that you'll become a better leader tomorrow than you are today. That's awesome. You know, and I, I was able to hear you talk at um, Gonzaga's Leadership Symposium, and one of the things that you had mentioned, too, is around this, the whole idea around this book, it sounds like, is, again, understanding that leadership is something that you're constantly learning. You're constantly working on it every day. And I loved one of the things you talked about is even just carving out deliberate times during the day. So, for example, with listening skills, take mm-hmm. 10 minutes in a meeting and really practice your listening skills. I love We that. have to turn our organizations into practice fields, not just playing fields, and find opportunities during the day to practice a, uh, a skill that we may want to improve. It might be a strength and we just want to get better at it, but it also may be something that we get feedback that we're not doing very well and we really want to, to develop that skill and ability. And because we're at the workplace for so many hours in a day, we can find opportunities during that day to practice certain skills and abilities. Most organizations don't treat normal everyday activities as practice opportunities, but if you're in a meeting, as you were saying, why not use that as an opportunity to practice your listening skills and have somebody to have somebody videotape you on their on their phone, and uh, you can watch it afterwards, and you can assess how well you did. You can have a coach in the room. You can have somebody from HR sit in and observe you. You can ask the team for feedback. There are all kinds of ways in which you can use a normal everyday activity in at work to practice a new skill. Love it. Love it. Okay, then another key point also I really liked in the book, and you actually mentioned this a number of times in the book, is that authentic leadership cannot come from out from the outside in. It comes from the inside out. Could you say a little bit more on that one? Well, one of the things that we know from our research is that individuals who are clear about their values and beliefs are much more likely to be viewed by others as exemplary leaders. <clears throat> so uh, I'm, I'm more engaged in my work as a leader uh, by uh, 25% if I am clear about my own philosophy. And my constituents are 40% more engaged in the work that they do when I am clear about my philosophy. And, and other research shows very clearly that those who lead primarily from values-based motivations outperform those who lead from instrumental or external rewards, like uh, getting a promotion or a bonus or some other kind of tangible reward. And so all the evidence is very clear that being looking inward and discovering what you stand for and believe in and then behaving in ways that are consistent with that is, is, is central to becoming an exemplary leader. One other thing, Misha, that's important for, on the learning side, uh, when 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 people spend just a few minutes every day reflecting on what's important to them, and this research was done with students in university, they found that they did better in school. Uh, the same is true about the workplace. You do better at work. So it enhances your capacity to do well when you spend a little bit of time writing about, reflecting on what you stand for and believe in. People who write daily about what's important to them, their values, it makes them feel more powerful, more in control of their lives,
loving and connected and empathetic than those who don't bother to reflect at all on what's important to them in their lives. That's so huge. And, and again, it's something simple that I think a lot of people put off because they don't make that as high of a priority. And hopefully, by listening, they, they start to prioritize doing that again. Yeah, listening to yourself and just saying, you know, what are the values and beliefs that uh, should be guiding my decisions and actions today? And how am I going to behave in ways that are consistent with it? And then asking that question at the end of the day, how did I do? Did I... Uh, live my life today at work consistent with my values and beliefs. Where could I have done better and what am I going to do tomorrow to make sure that I, I live my life at work and at home in ways that are consistent with the, what's important. Nice. Okay, so we have about a minute left. And again, so the newest book, Learning Leadership, again, is available now. And Jim, you uh, mentioned during the break that you and Barry are going to be wor- are working on this sixth edition of the Leadership Challenge. When do you think that might be out? The sixth edition will be out in the spring of, ni- of 2017. Excellent. And so a uh, little under a year from now, about nine months from now, we should have that new book. And uh, we're exploring up-to-date data, new stories, uh, more international examples. So it's a fun project. We're, we're looking forward to that. It's the 30th year that the book will be in uh, publication. Wow, that's amazing. That's, time goes by so quickly. So now, during, and real quick, during that time that you're going to eat these next nine months, and so are you still available for speaking engagements? Oh, yeah, I'm going to be uh, leaving soon. I'll be uh, heading off to Boston and then from there to Kuwait and from there to Qatar and uh, back to uh, Huntsville, Alabama. So uh, I'm still traveling around uh, doing this work because it is really the love of my life. Oh, that's so wonderful. And again, Jim, thank you, too, for all of this work that you do and that you and Barry are bringing to the world. It's been really amazing and so helpful in, in moving leadership to that next level. And thank you again so much for joining us today. Well, thank you very much, Misha, and thank you for the uh, excellent work that you do in bringing this message to your listeners, and uh, we, uh, I really appreciate the opportunity to be in here to share some of this with you today. Thank you. All right, so everybody, you have been listening to the Misha Rouser Show live here on KKNW 1150 every Tuesday morning. Thank you so much for listening, and have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to the Misha Rouser Show on Alternative Talk 1150. Join Misha every week, Tuesdays, 9.30 to 10 a.m., as she takes you down a path toward achieving professional success while still having fun. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your colleagues. Misha helps people and organizations be successful, all while staying on a positive path. Tune in next week for the Misha Rouser Show.